You and I are told increasingly we have to choose between a left or right. Well, I'd like to suggest there is no such thing as a left or right. There's only an up or down. This is the No Doubt About It podcast. No Doubt About It. And now your hosts, Christy and Mark Ronchetti. Wildfire, you can catch a smile. All right, Ava, thank you. We're uh, playing her today. Yeah. Ava's got no headset, so she has no idea what's happening with the audio no. on this particular yeah, she's program. She's going to wing it. Uh, my back's out again. And Jay has a broken wrist. So, so we're all good. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, we're you're the only one not injured on the non-injured list right now, Mark. Yeah. So Ava, you're going to carry the show. Ava, we may want to bring audio down just slightly, just a slight bit for the three of us. But uh, good work. Anyway, appreciate your help. And yeah, I'm uh, always happy to help, Mark. Yeah, I know, I know you are, Ava. I know you are. <laughs> and, and by the way, Ava, today, earlier today... Takes the ACT. I did. 8 a.m. to like 1 and a half 30 p.m. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. Did you use that kind of uh, time telling yeah, skill? That's scary. Uh, I don't know dur- how that happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never said that before in my life. It just kind of was the result. Well, okay. and you're thinking about Air Force Academy. You're going to have to speak military time. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not getting into the Air Force Academy. With I, those I ACT scores that I just got. <laughs> like, fine. there's You'll no way. Fine. I wrote a five page essay and they're going to take one look at it and be like, all right. We're moving on. We're moving this on. is it. We're <laughs> okay. On. Don't you worry. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, this is a special edition of the show. We have uh, Jay McCleskey, famed political analyst and campaign. Well, not only veteran, but he's campaign consultant and uh, does a lot of great work. This was a seismic week in the presidential race because of what happened with Joe Biden. So we wanted to bring you in, and that's really what we're going to talk about here: is is where is this race going? What's happening here? And I think we are all headed for something we've never seen in our lifetimes. So let's talk a little bit about what happened this week in a broad sense, and then we'll get into the the audio and we'll break it down as we go. But first of all, uh, Jay, your thoughts on what you saw, what disaster unfolded. It it was just unreal. I mean, that report comes out, Biden comes out, he's in Virginia, spikes the football, you know, is, is basically praising it. It starts spinning out of control on them. They make some, we'll probably get into this, some pretty questionable decisions on how to handle it. And it just got worse and worse and worse. Well, I mean, and and he comes out at 745, which I think we all know that Joe's bedtime is about 630. So uh, just like, why did anybody think that this was going to be the best way for him to respond to this? Here's what I didn't understand, because he'd already made comments on it. Right. You know, so it's not like you needed to get video of him. And you're joking about that, obviously, but it's true. Yeah. He's not going to be as good at night like that. So why are you doing that? And it looks panicky yeah. because you roll him out there when you you don't normally do it. And uh, it clearly misfired. It was a disaster. So so just for those of you who want a quick recap on all this, basically what happened was there was a, there was a special investigation into how Biden handled classified documents, not dissimilar to Trump in the respect that they both took documents that they should not have taken. And, and so what happened was with, with a special investigator and all this, they go look into it. And, and the guy basically says, hey, look, he knowingly took these things. He put them in a place that was unsecure. It, it basically said, we're not going to charge him now. And the whole reason we're not going to charge him is because he mentally doesn't have the capability to understand what he did. And if he got in front of a jury, he would be a very sympathetic figure. They would say he's a basically a doddering old fool who doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, it was the worst possible scenario. He would have been better off being con- or actually absolutely charged when he, once he left office, right? 100%. I mean, and so he gets the worst possible thing. 
Because, and we talk about this all the time in politics, the worst thing that can happen to you is that a narrative gets started about you and then you, you, you reinforce, reinforce it. 100%. <sighs> and, and it's like the number one rule in those crisis situations is don't make it worse. Yep. Like slow down, do not make it worse. And they just threw gas on the fire. He just looked at the wood chipper and was like, let me just dive I'm in there and in. see what's happening. Well, it was crazy because I was like making dinner and Mark comes running out and he's like, oh my gosh, you got to turn this on. And he's like, this is unbelievable. Like. Oh. Who decided that this was a, this is a great way to respond. Right. And so let's talk about, let's talk about what he did and, and we'll kind of break down what he did. So, so this report comes out and all of a sudden it's catching fire everywhere. Everybody's talking about it and, and saying effectively two big, the two biggest things I think that were the most jarring out of this is number one, he could not recall when he was vice president. So that's the equivalent of taking the biggest job you've ever had to that point and saying, what year did you you know, become vice president. Well, obviously they won the 2008 election. He was right. roughly January 21st, 2009. Right. Like that, that's it. I, even I know when Biden became vice president, <laughs> right? And he couldn't tell those dates. And then he couldn't tell the date when his son Bo died. Now the Bo situation too, something else to think about here. He regularly says Bo was killed in Iraq. He mm -hmm. regularly says that. Especially which, this past did, year. Which absolutely did not happen. Right. right. So this is not something new where he's confused. I this think and he had said issues. it a week ago to a woman who lost her son. Right. He made right. a call to her and, and told her specifically that he had just, you know, right. she, he lost his son to Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think calling him a liar isn't fair in this case, because I, I don't I don't think he knows anymore. Well, I don't, and I think he was trying to score some political points on that as far as them bringing up. But I think what the special prosecutor was saying was this is obviously a, a huge event in his life and something that means a lot to him. And he still couldn't recall yeah. yep. the year like that. That's kind of the point. Yep. Okay. So, but also in the report, my understanding is they, they did find him guilty of a lot of things. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he had, oh. I mean, the whole stuff, taking stuff out of the skiff, which is a classified where they're reviewing classified information in the Senate. You can't bring anything in or take anything out. You know, just the fact that he brought it out, like, Game set match. You yeah. know you can't do that. Yeah. And 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 then so this all happens and, and it blows up to the point where they're terrified all of a sudden, right? So all of this is going down and it's blowing up. So the question is, what do you do? So if you're sitting next to Joe Biden, before we get into the, the disastrous press conference, uh, but if you're sitting next to him, do you not say, look, I get that this is uncomfortable right now. But we've got to ride this out with with some with the statements we've already given and just let the weekend pass before we do anything else. Is that what you're telling him? Well, I mean, I don't think you want to roll out there that night because he'd already said something. And you know he's not going to be strong enough. And it doesn't matter, like, what's the best thing to do? What's the best thing he's able to do? And I think you get surrogates out there. And if you're going to do something in the, in the morning or something, you get it prepped right. But you have to think it through. I mean, it really is. It's You have to slow down in a situation like that enough to say, don't make it worse. We yep. can't make it worse. And rolling him out there like that, you're just, it's a gamble. And they know it. They know, That's why they don't do those press conferences with him normally. And when you're going to roll him out there in that situation, it's that late at night. Like, you're asking for it. And yeah. I get, okay, so, I mean, I know I'm going to be conspiracy theorist here, but any chance this was done on purpose by his party to basically push him off a cliff. It wouldn't surprise me if it was him or Jill or someone I else. Like, like we have to go out there. I I, this is BS. I can't believe they're saying that about, but like, we got to get him out there. Yep. And someone that's where you have to say no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I, I totally agree. I think he and, and Jill, if we're just guessing on this, 
I think he and Jill went out there and said, no, we're, we're going, we're going to talk about it. I don't know. You guys, I think, I think there's been so much back and forth from what we're, what we're hearing in the party of the democratic side of things that there's a lot of people that want him out because they don't think he'll win. Right. He's, he's clearly showing he doesn't have the capabilities to do so. He and Jill have said, we're not going anywhere. We're here. I'm fine. You know, what's the big thing that we've been talking about? His campaign slogan is like, he's on fire. He's ready to go or whatever his ridiculous. Whatever sloganeering they have. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And so he's not willing to back down at all. Right. Do you think that this could be some sort of a setup? Not with with the staff. I mean, how the party feels is one thing, but that staff's going to be loyal. Loyal to him. Right. 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 I think he, he wanted to go out there. And so obviously he did. And when he did, he got destroyed in, in a couple of different ways. And, and it honestly, it, it was one of those things that got worse and worse as you went. And so let's start with, he goes out there, fires off an angry statement right out of the shoot, which is fine. I mean, I don't, you know, that doesn't, I don't think that weighs things either way. But then when the press starts asking questions and when they do the, the character of the questions, uh, one from Peter Ducey and then one from another reporter, basically were so the look was horrendous. So this is where things started to turn. So let's start with Ducey and what he said and the way the president reacted. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I can let you speak. That's uh, that's that's my memory has gotten worse, Mr. President. My memory is not my memory is fine. Okay, I mean that look alone. Remember, it's a it it is a presidential press conference. It's on every network. You're 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 not escaping that. And when you're sitting there working your way through that, and you watch him, you even just see it in him, and you hear it in his voice. He has an inability to make his own case. And when that happens, I don't know where you go with it. So they're just, when the press is openly standing up, raising their hands, saying, are you competent to hold office? And he has to honestly give an answer versus saying, that's outrageous. Right. He can't. And that's a horrible look. And they've tried to do that for a long time. I mean, I, I think they've made mistakes. Like, they're trying to make him, you know, look physically stronger. So they put him on a bicycle and he falls over. And, right. and, and I mean, right. you just, right. there's certain things. It's like what they should do that they can't. You can't put him out there the way he needs to be out there to prove um, something that we all know is true. Well, and I, I had heard and or read that that the first minute and a half of that speech was on a teleprompter, and he right. was expected to give the first minute and a half and then just say goodnight. Yeah, which he should have done. Which, which is what, what he should have walked out. And then he and, chose not to do that. Right, so. and we're going to get into the horror that must have unfolded with, with his comm staff. Oh, I get They had to have a heart attack. Oh, it, it, yeah, especially when you get to the back half of this and you get to the Israel I'm surprised answer. somebody didn't like Come rush, oh, the, rushing him the old hook. and like, like take him off oh, of the stage. Unreal. Okay. So we get to number two. So then the next reporter gets a crack at Biden and, and here comes uh, clip number two. And again, he starts to lose his temper a little bit. Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your is judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. 
Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? Why, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most question? qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job. I then I started. Um, okay. First of all, uh, he even screws that up because he, he meant to say that's not the judgment of the people. Right. And he said the press. In the press. Well, and also, I think just in general, like I have a lot of friends that have had aging parents, and whenever they have approached them about their memory and maybe seeing a doctor or something to that degree, they get very defensive. Like, my memory is fine. I mean, none of us want to be told that our memory is going, right? I mean, obviously, he's in a different position. He's the most powerful man in the world. So it is important to make sure that that guy is on track. But I think just him showing his defensiveness really also cast a light about really where he's at just in his mental health. On, and and if you look, it's, I mean, it's apples and oranges, but when Reagan dealt with it he, with humor, humor and like the way he knocked it down versus this, and again, it's apples and oranges because it it's is. not nearly as, as serious as this in the sense of it's so obvious with Biden, but him reacting like that with anger. And then the problem is you're not going to be as sharp. He's not, you, he's not normally doing that. And he's, he reacts that way. And you know, here, here it comes. Yeah. Here comes the interception. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's throwing over the middle and he, <laughs> and he no longer has the arm strength to fit it in. So, so yeah. And the Reagan thing that made the, 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 even the comparisons to Trump or even going back to Reagan, where, where people brought this stuff up. One of the, if you've read a lot of uh, books on Ronald Reagan, one of the saddest things about Reagan was when he retold a story at the end of his term, it was, it was done, right? He told one story twice at, a, at an event and everybody was like, <gasps> Right. I mean, this is this is such a it's a whole different level. Right. I mean, it's a whole different level with what we're seeing right now. And that's why it's it's heartbreaking to watch. And I think what's devastating in in, in the problem they're going to have moving forward with him is you're asking voters the question, is he qualified now? Is he mentally fit now? And they're saying no. And then if you ask the follow up, do you think he will be for four years, four years from now? There's no way. There's no yeah. way. I mean, and, and, and it's actually five years. They're just not. Yeah. No one's going to believe. No, that. I know. And we'll get to our predictions on this and what we've said from the very beginning. Um, because the number right now, I believe, is 23% that thinks he's mentally mentally fit to do this job. So that right. gives you an idea. It's, it's unbelievably that, that bad. That actually seems high to it me. Will, <laughs> well, yeah, well, it will. It is. So, okay. So here's here's the part of this where if you're part of his comm staff, it, you're looking at this. And as he does what he's about to do, disaster is unfolding. You can just you can just imagine what they're dealing with. So he he goes through this. He gets asked those questions. It's a terrible look. It's difficult. It's already bad. But it's about to get a whole lot worse. He starts walking off the stage. And ultimately, again, he's president of the United States. So if he wants to turn back and start to answer some more questions on an issue that he manages to screw up again, he gets to do it. And here he goes. He's about to walk off. Just standing there. He comes back to the stage right here. For those of you listening. And he has to reopen his binder and find his speaking points. I'm of the view, as you know, that... The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, has been um, over the top. Pause it right there, Ava. I think that uh, okay. He just made major news. Huge, huge news. He just said the Israeli response to the slaughter of innocent Israelis on October seventh is over the top. That is not the position of the United States government right now. It's not. It's not. It's not. And he just said it. I and think it, he was winging that, too, because oh, if absolutely. you look at it, he's well, trying he, to find he his, get place. his talkers. Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, a president is speaking. He's speaking to multiple audiences. And 
you know, it's our allies, it's Israel, it's the Israeli war cabinet, which gets, I think we'll get to some of that later, that he is sending some huge messages to you that's not in our national national interest to be doing. Yeah. And and again, that, that takes, that takes Hamas, that changes their approach with the, with the hostages, right? Right. Because if there is no daylight between the United States and Israel, that continues to put more pressure on Hamas. But instead now, he, he has political issues in the middle of this too, right? Because he knows that he has a problem on his left flank because he has a huge portion of his party that more and more is coming out for at least uh, on the Palestinian side, if not on, on Hamas's side. So, so he realizes this is a problem. So you're and right. You, he's speaking for, he's saying what he really thinks yeah, I was gonna say. versus what is actually makes sense for the United States government, which is very, when you can't tell the difference and you're just going out there speaking and you have no guardrails because he has none left. Mm-hmm. You all of a sudden start making new policy on the fly, which is terrifying. Right. Yeah. So I was just going to say, you don't think that he meant to do that, obviously. Oh, right? gosh. No. no. Yeah. No. Oh, gosh. He no. Just kinda- no, I don't. OK, so hey, pick that. Can we pick that quote? Can we pick that back up? OK, so we'll pick it back up. So he makes new news on that front and then he keeps going. As you know, initially. The president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. All right. I told number two. There's more news. President Sisi of Mexico. Well, he's deciding on if the border should stay open and over there to bring aid over in Gaza Strip. You didn't know that? You didn't get that memo? Yeah, well, Sisi is, but I'm not sure the president of Mexico is. (laughs) Well, they're joining forces, apparently, and he's talking to both of them. Again, if you're sitting there, what are you doing at this point? Well, I mean, and it's the one thing you cannot do. It's like you're holding a press conference to knock down allegations of that you're you cuss too much and you start dropping f bombs <laughs> in the middle of it. Like you can't. The one thing you cannot do is have a gaffe there. Yeah, which is why he should have stuck to that script. You got to be really tight. I mean, and he, he can't. Yep. I, and I'm losing count, but I think this is the fourth leader that he has uh, said he's talked to. That's the wrong name or the wrong person or they're dead or whatever. Uh, third or fourth, yeah. In, I mean, in, in, in a week. week. Yeah. In this no, week. Yeah. I think he. I think the reason he took the bait is he was coming back to say, I'm going to show them how in command I am on all of this, and I'm going to talk through all the things I've done behind the scenes. And it was like, here we go. Couldn't do it. He just stood on top of of a volcano and erupted right there. Is it warm? And then bang. And this is the problem. that that, And this is the overall problem that they have, which is it's only going to get worse. So the more you you can't add more Biden and fix it. And that's what makes him impossible to plan for as a candidate. Because every step you're scared to death, every word you're scared to death. And even look at the Super Bowl, right? We have the Super Bowl, right? Today, right? He's not going on the Super Bowl. He's not going to speak to 100 million Americans. It's a politician's dream. Well, he turned it down do last year, I believe, too. Yeah, right? well, because their best strategy is the basement strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem for him now is everyone gets the joke and, and they can't get away with that as much anymore. But that's the problem. You Everything you should do to like get him out, you can't because he can't do it. Didn't Trump step up and say he wanted to do the Trump interview? Trump said he did yeah, the interview. Sure. And I don't classical. think he did it when he was president either. Oh, right? yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, I thought there was one time Absolutely. he said no too, but no, you wrong. would never, I don't care. They could put you across from Satan himself and you'd be like, all right, let's dance. Uh, I yeah. mean, then you fight with them. That's fine. You yeah, fight with Trump, them. Because Trump, I mean, he always sparred with them. 
Absolutely. In front of Marine like, One or wherever mm-hmm. it was, whether yeah. the presser or not. Like, you're fully, so, you know, Jay, like, you're you're the comms director or you're in charge of that situation, and you have made that little booklet for him. You and your team, Jay, have made that little booklet <laughs> for him, and you watch this happen. I would have been swinging from the shower rod. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So no, you're. It, it is funny too. Because I mean, are they like this? Are they like giving the sign behind him? Like, I, you gotta it's, stop. It's, I, you know, we'll never know, but it would be interesting how much prep they did. And if they, he was just supposed to go out there and deliver remarks and leave, they they may not have done a bunch of prep, if, you know, and then all of a sudden he starts answering questions you haven't prepped for. Because the way he handled Ducey, the way he handled some of that, I can't tell if they prepped it much. You know, I, he had that joke set up for Ducey that didn't really work right. for him. But so, so maybe they prepped some. But again, if you're bringing him out there that late at night, that means you're prepping with, for him. You'd have to prep hard on that. And then you're like, he's, he's going to be too exhausted. It's yeah. just a really bad idea. They did not. And he, they already had sound and video of him from that day. They could have waited. They'd say, you know what? If we're going to do this, let's do it in the morning. That's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. If he was pushing that hard and say, all right, if we're going to do it, let's do it in the morning. Let's get fresh. Let's get ready. Let's get all our ducks in a row. Let's get the surrogates out now and try to knock it down. And we'll go after it in the morning. And then we'll lead. We'll, we'll control the whole day by doing it in the morning. But you know, clearly that didn't work. Now, are you when you say surrogates, are you talking about like that press secretary that also deflects every single question? Or well, press secretary, members of Congress, senators, like uh, it could be whomever, like okay. whoever they're going to get out on these cable shows, whoever is talking about it to try to knock some of it down. But the problem is he can't do it, and you have to recognize that you can't just pick up the playbook and say, okay, here's what we need to do. We're gonna you got to tri- know who you have. Gonna yeah. tri- we're going to run a triple reverse. <laughs> You're like, the guy's got a broken leg. You're like, well, well we got to run it. Says it. Run it right <laughs> here. It's on the scripted 15 plays we're doing. So here we go. Well, speaking of one of his surrogates, Christy, your favorite, oh, Karine Jean-Pierre. I, she is my favorite. I tell you what, she has got a tough job. And so after this happens, she has to come out and she's got to run interference. It's her job. And here's how that went. Special counsel says President Biden's got significant limitations on his memory. Then who is helping him run the country? The president of the United States runs the country. The commander in chief runs the country. How can he be trusted with the nuclear codes if I I get that you're saying that uh, nobody in the building would say that he's got an issue with his memory. But just a little part of what we get to see, he has made Mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake on camera this week. So I want to be very clear here. Um, The reality is that report, that part of the report, does not live in reality. It just doesn't. So the special counsel is lying about the president. Hold on right there. It is. It was. She's trying to make a case to everyone in the country not to believe their own eyes. Right. Uh-huh. And I mean, if she if she really goes out with that theory, then he should be able to be held accountable by a jury. Well, and then I mean, this isn't the main mistake. The main mistake is exactly what you said. Like she's trying to tell people they're not seeing what they're seeing. And the other thing is they just ran around attacking Trump for, oh, he's attacking the, you know, the DOJ and prosecutors and this and that. And they're, now they're out there saying, oh, this is all politically motivated. This is gratuitous <laughs> shots. By a crazy prosecutor, like yeah, it's like, like mm, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Talk about fogging it up. This yeah. really fogged it up. There's and and no you're doubt. just going to lose that fight. I mean, it's a foolish place for her to go. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like arguing on that issue, you're just not going to win. They yeah. have to pivot it. Okay, what so would you say? Yeah, we hold on, this hold game. on, oh. hold on. One quick take. We'll get to that. You're right on the pivot, right? So she pivots. She does pivot. In fact, David, let's finish her statement and watch where she pivots to. Gratuitous. You heard from my. You heard from Ian Sam's, my colleague. Uh, it is unacceptable, and it does not live in reality. That is just the facts. And and 
look, it is a closed case. That is what the special counsel said. And what matters is here, here is we go. Here's that the, the president in the last three years has delivered on the economy, has oh. delivered on health care, has turned this country around after the last president left us with an economy that was in a tailspin. Okay, That's right what there. we were dealing with. If you're a family living in reality right now, you look back to Trump and do you think we were in a tailspin? Right. They don't, they don't believe that. They don't buy it. They don't buy it. Nor should they. The average family now pays $800 a month more just to survive versus where they were with Trump. So she pivots exactly what you said, but she pivots into a lawnmower because because you, you can't make that case either. And you can make the case that the economy is better from a macro standpoint. Okay, go and sit at someone's kitchen table and explain the GDP to them while they show you their monthly bills and tell you to pound sand. Right. That's where she's going with it. And that's an impossible case to make. But here's the question again, and this is something we debated over during uh, the local election here, the, the statewide election here, is do people connect the dots between leadership and your grocery bill being so high or your utility be- bill being out of control? Here, here's the here's a big problem I think he has is, one, he is responsible for it. And, and then sometimes presidents, like, things happen in the economy and – you know, they get more credit or more blame, whatever. In his, in his case, he exploded the spending. He's the one who created the inflation wave. He's absolutely the one who does it. The big problem they have is anything that happens good, they don't see him as competent. Voters don't. So they don't believe he had anything to do with it. Yeah. They don't believe he gets credit for it. That's why they're like, why don't we get credit? Because they know, you don't know who the, you know, the difference between the president of Mexico and Egypt. But guess what they do give him credit for? Screwing up because they think he's right, incompetent. They know, they know that. That's it. Yeah, and, and that's where she's telling them, you're not seeing what you're seeing. That's just not going to work. Yeah. I We played uh, the PR game the other day on our show. And we're talking about, like, what should she be saying instead of that? So she's asked that question. You know, he's obviously making a lot of gaffes over the last week. Uh, this report's come out. You know, who's running the actual presidency Which here? is a great question in and of itself. Yeah. So, and she, if you watch her, she says the commander in chief, the, the president of the United States, something like she never says Joe Biden, which I know that's the assumption because she's saying, you know, the president or whatever. But I just thought it was interesting that if I'm defending somebody personally at that point, that's a personal attack on his memory. I would say President Biden is the one that's in control here. Well, well, I mean, it's just who's their, what's their best asset in their minds? Their best asset is, is Trump. And instead of contrasting that, which is, you know, and you can't argue with it like they're trying to do. You have to dismiss it. Okay. You know, like, look, you can take shots at him. He sat there for five hours over two days and did an interview. He's the only one who did it. The other guy didn't. You know what I mean? You've got to make it about something. Not saying that's going to work because that thing exploded the way it did. But the way she's handling it and you're just fighting on that ground over and over, you're, you're done. Like it's – and I just – we've talked about this forever, Mark. They don't get the same – aggressiveness out of the press all the time. They don't see very many zero blitzes. Right. And so they saw a couple that day and they panicked. They panicked. <laughs> they absolutely oh, panicked. Absolutely. As Republicans, they do it every day. Trump had to handle that every time he went to Mar- Marine One and he loved it and oh, he could handle yeah. it. They don't see that all the time. And I think that's why they panicked and they started like, Oh, they things. chuck the ball over the middle and just say, Oh, <laughs> they throw it over the middle. And it's exactly right. And this is why the press is, is, is doing themselves such a disservice in the country because every Democrat 
who holds office, whatever the office is, just like every Republican, should have to face tough questions. And when you do, you make them better. Right. But what's happened is he's gotten a free pass for so long, he can't handle it. His press secretary can't handle it. And they don't have competent people to do the job. And so that's why the press is, in giving away their power to hold power accountable, they've absolutely done an incredible disservice, not only to the country, but to the very people they go easy on. Well, and you can hear that, well, I think it was the first question that reporter asking him, like, come on, there's someone else who can win. Like, why would that be you? You're going to get us like Trump. Like, it was like how she's asking it. She's going to cry. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then, uh, so the the, the media reaction, the reality is anytime you have groups like MSNBC or CNN, just even holding him accountable in any way, it's jarring. It's jarring to watch. And in fact, CNN jumped on the fact that Biden started this whole thing. We didn't do sound on it because it's not as important. But but Daniel Dale, who, who we're all very fond of mm-hmm. from the governor's campaign that took a shot at our ad, literally went on CNN and went <laughs> after us, this yes. clown that we're about to show. So um, so he goes out and he fact checks Biden what he says about the report on him. And this is just another example of the fact that not only are they saying that that he doesn't have the memory and the capacity to handle the job, they're also calling him a liar. All the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. Daniel? Just just not true, John. Uh, This report from the special counsel includes photos those photos include shots of a box uh, just sitting in President Biden's Delaware garage. The special counsel described it as a badly damaged box sitting amid household detritus. So there was some material that was in cabinets uh, locked or lockable, as the president said, but all of it certainly not. And that open, unsealed damage box included, according to the special counsel, highly sensitive, top secret material about the war in Afghanistan. Okay, another claim that President Biden made None of the documents were highly classified. Let's listen. None of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners. None of that. Daniel. That claim that he didn't have any material that was, quote unquote, high classified is also not true, John. Okay, so well, didn't have the red stuff on it, right? Didn't have you know, you know, well, we don't get to see it, Joe. That's the issue. (laughs) That's the point. We don't really know because it's classified, (laughs) Joe. Yeah. So, but that just tells you that they're starting to jump on this too, and it just tells you how damaging this whole thing was. I am. This is you guys. I know you're going to give credit now to CNN, and no, we're not not giving credit at all. This is all a plan. I'm telling you, they're trying now to over. Like they know they can't win with this guy. And they're all now people are trying to like really realize, okay, we've got to change this around. We've got to push this guy off the boat so we can figure out a new game plan. And I think everybody that is anti-Trump in the media and in the party or whatever, they're pushing him off the boat now because they're trying to cook up another plan. That's yeah, I mean, I, I can see it, but, but here's the issue just on the fact check stuff though. Like they're, they're trying to contrast what he did with what Trump did. And they really can't anymore. No, it's like because he had he he absolutely willfully retained it. They talk about oh well, Trump it was the obstruction of justice. His ghostwriter, the special prosecutor, found that that Biden spoke with about classified and showed the classified information of the Af- Afghanistan war plans. That once he learned of the special counsel investigation, deleted the audios. 
So that is very clearly yeah. obstruction of justice. He didn't get charged. It plays so into what Trump wants to talk about yep. on this, it, yep. on, on all Two sorts of different of levels. Justice. On all sorts of different yep. levels. Okay, so let, let's let's now let's get into some detail. I want to get into detail because we get quite asked this question all the time now, which is, and we've said from the beginning. I've said for months to you two jokers at this very table <laughs> that there's no way Biden's going to be the nominee. And I still believe that. I think he's, I think he's out. So the question is, if that was going to happen, how would it happen? How would it go? So, so what are the processes? So I want to get in with you guys and get your reaction to what the process would look like. Well, okay. first, Mark, I mean, I would assume that a party that, you know, cherishes democracy right. and protects democracy. Yeah. The voters right. would be the ultimate decision maker. Oh, no, Jay, it doesn't look like that. I'm shocked. It doesn't look shocked. like that. It appears from our research, and we got a lot of this from 538.com, uh, uh, that it, the party insiders, it turns out, may well have the biggest say in all this. So voters could vote for one candidate, and the insiders and matter, could just change it. And as a matter of fact, they absolutely can. And anyone who tells you that there's this, that there's no way to change out Biden, it, it's just not true. Yeah. It's not true in any way. Okay, so let's start for the purposes of this discussion. We're not going to involve the Republican Party or Trump because right now that doesn't appear to be on the table. Okay, right. and that could change. And if it changes, we'll get into it because there are some differences between Republicans and Democrats and how they view their conventions. And that's what really this gets down to is a convention that's going to happen in the middle of August for the Democrats. So let's start. All right. So this is an article from 538.com. I'm going to carry you through this as we go. So Ava. Let's go with uh, clip seven. Okay. So what happens? And we're going to go time frame by time frame. If, if Biden were to leave before March or right up until March. Okay. And, and, and what basically happens here is that what they've told 538 is one of the least complicated times for the front runner to leave the race would be effectively right now when no voting has started in most states. You've got a couple of states, but but not really. OK, it's and now there's somewhat of a chance for them to have a real race. A bunch of people could jump in and they could try to get on the ballots in some of these races. The problem is and what we see with the next graphic is that most of the deadlines for getting on the ballot in individual states are gone. It's already happened. So if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, you can see the graph here and you can see various graphs which say basically early January is when most of the, the deadlines are to get on the primary ballot in most of these states. So it's going to be really difficult to do, okay, to, to get people on the ballot and to have a real primary. So that antiquated idea that the voters get to choose the nominee <laughs> is gone. Okay, that is gone. Okay, so there's no doubt that if you're waiting for a group of Democrats, Newsom to jump in, Whitmer to jump in, anybody to jump in and then have a real primary, that ain't happening. And and believe me, they know this. So so that's how that shakes out. And so what would happen then? Well, well, let me just interrupt you really quickly. Yeah. On the whole primary thing, explain this to me because um I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that is confused by this, but it's it appears to be that the early primaries really dictate who gets on these. But I mean, I know that every state has a, you know, a, a, wants to have a primary vote. Right. But it's really determined who's going to be the candidate pretty early on by certain states. Right. Well, well, well I mean, there's two different things. That's when the election is held. But they before that, they have to they have get, to on, get the on the ballot. ballot right you now. And they, so they have to whether it was petition signatures or whatever the requirements right. are in that state. Um, to, to be able to get on the ballot. And what Mark's saying in this is those dates have passed. So they can't get on the ballot. He so could drop out. There's no way I to put see. someone else on yeah, the ballot. Right. Okay, so I you'll see. have like Phillips on the ballot and, and Marion Williamson, that would be it. Okay. Right. So if you weren't going to, so, so that's why Ava, um, Clip nine here basically says it says it very clearly. In sum, it'd be very difficult for any candidate to clinch a delicate majority in this scenario. It's just not going to happen. 
Okay. So, so you're not going to get enough people. And, and so then it becomes, okay, so what happens, which I think is much more likely if Biden were to bail March through June, what happens then? And let's just look at right here, the period between March and June, when the majority of high profile state primary elections have already concluded, could be one of the most uncertain times for the front runner to withdraw from the race. It'd be just about mathematically impossible for Biden or, or a Trump alternative to win the nomination at the ballot box. Again, the whole thought process that the ballot box would be involved in this is gone. So then both parties will have to allocate the majority of their delegates with to somebody else through the process here. And basically that's the convention process. So this is where it starts to get interesting because things get thrown up in the air. So Joe would have all the delegates, for example, he'd, he'd have all these delegates, these races will go, he'll be given the delegates going into the convention. Okay. So Joe'd have all the, the delegates, but he wouldn't be there to, to, to accept the nomination. So then the thought process is, okay, well, it would be Kamala Harris. That's not how the Democrats do it. The, the, it isn't president, vice president fused together. They're separate. So Kamala Harris is guaranteed nothing in this process if it goes down. So then you'd go to the convention and it would be up in the air, basically. So as you start heading through the convention, you then would have uh, June through the. So basically, you're up in the air. You don't know who's got these ballots. You don't know what's happening here. Then all hell breaks loose at the convention. OK, so from June to the convention, what happens if a presumptive party nominee either dies, withdraws or becomes incapacitated? Well, they said in June, when the whole thing is over, it's very clear that it's going to the convention. As in the first two situations, the Republican convention, which they mentioned in this article, it, you know, takes place um, in Milwaukee in the middle of July. So the Republicans will be done, sewn up and finished a month before the Democrats, which is a bit unusual. Ava, could you put that back up? It's a bit unusual for them to be that much earlier. But anyway, in this scenario, becoming a once in a lifetime political spectacle at the Democratic National Convention. Once the delegates have been bound to the presumptive nominee, they're officially uncommitted. That means they don't have to stick with Biden. Purely Biden is gone. And so therefore, then this becomes an absolute free for all. So then you get into the thought process of history. And when is this sort of thing happened? Right. So when you start saying you're going into the nomination, the convention with all the, the various delegates not being committed to anybody. So what happens? Well, they're going to go in and there's about 4,627 delegates total in this thing. You got to win them. And, and to get on the ballot, you got to have 30, or sorry, 300 delegates. So then you start saying, okay, you're going to see people position people like Newsom and Whitmer and everything else. They'll get all or, their delegates or, or, they, or, they or the party them. tries to come behind and coalesce behind one and all walk out there. Which works until someone else nominates someone else. From That's right. That's <laughs> and right. And they just kind of nominate there in the moment, right? Yeah. Well, theoretically, theoretically, yeah, but yeah. they'll be. So basically, you got forty six hundred party insiders that will be getting a million phone calls. They'll be trying to set things. This will be a mini election because people try to whip their vote, right? That's absolutely. What this is be going they'll whip on, their like, vote weeks up into the into this convention, yeah. right? Theoretically, I mean, it, it, personally, I think what would happen is they call they try to call it last as much as they could and get. You know, not not have that spectacle, but they'll have this because you don't want You don't want to have that. And then you have some delegate rolling around a Lamborghini. They find three weeks later. That's oh, right. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the problem. Right. So when's the last time this happened? So you start saying, OK, all this, you know, goes crazy and, and blows up. So when's the last time this happened? Well, the 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 easiest kind of point to draw from is 1968. I was gonna say that was a nightmare for in them. Chicago. 
so they go to the convention and this is after RFK had been shot. Yeah. Right. And, and so this was decided by the convention. Well, what happened during that time was an unbelievable amount of violence. It, it was a, it was, a, I mean, completely out of control. And, and as you go back and look at the video, and for those of you on, on YouTube watching this, I mean, this was a rough deal. And, and so when, when there's complete chaos, like there's likely to be in this situation, it could lead to this sort of thing, and I and hopefully it will not. Like rioting well, inside of the convention. Well, well there was there was some yes uh, yes not to this degree, but it, there's old video of Dan Rather being roughed up on the on the convention floor, saying "Don't touch me, don't grab me." Things they, this yeah. thing completely spun yeah, out of control. Even even just sort of violence. Remember that whole super delegate issue, and that thing blew up with Hillary and how and Dean and Sanders, as far as there's a big progressive element of the democratic party that doesn't like that. And they're not going to like this coalescing and they're not going to like party insiders doing it. And so you can see there could be a lot of political friction going on. Yeah. So, okay. So are we, are we trying to guess like who well, would throw so up or let's not just, yet? Yeah. So let, we'll okay. do that in one second. Okay. So let's say for example, Biden gets through the convention and then, so, so then, then they pull this at the reason I bring this up is because with each passing step, fewer and fewer people get a voice. That's my point, right? Yeah. So so we're going to eliminate the voters the first time around, right? We'll get rid of them. They've essentially the eliminated them now. They've eliminated them now. You're exactly right. So, so then we get to the convention where there are about 4,600 insiders that get to decide. Let's say we get to the convention. They nominate Biden. And then Biden decides, I ah, can't do it. Now we're down to the Democratic National Committee deciding. That's 483 members. And those are insiders. Those are electeds. Those are all sorts of people. Those are the cream of the crop of the insiders get to decide. And then they make the choice before they put the names on the ballot. Okay. They get the choice. And so you're talking about electeds and, and all sorts of different people from the 56 states, territories, and plus a couple Democrats abroad. They would then get to make the choice. So all we're doing over the next six to eight months is taking a number from the electorate down to 4,600 down to over 400 and then they get to make the call and those 400 will probably be all on the same page right well, i mean at that point no i mean you gotta I'll tell you it's if a you lot were of playing people. this out it's totally hypothetical but they would try, i would think you would try to coalesce behind somebody if they don't think they can get that done at the convention then they leave him on through the convention and they try to do it at the right at the dnc just keep just but keep i mean it it's down. this is a lot more complicated too then there's a lot of things that can go wrong for him yeah one is they couldn't keep him from going out on uh, stage the other night. So you're, you're still, you still got to convince him not to run. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think the biggest, I think he's the only one that's like, I'm still in this. I, yeah. Him and his wife are like, we're doing this. And everybody else is like, again, they're trying to push him off the boat. I, I, I am convinced of that. So okay. there's no way this is Joe on the ballot in uh, November. So you're saying, so what, what are you going with? What's your prediction? I mean, I know this is crazy. I keep going back and forth on this. I keep reading all these different things. I, I really think it's going to be Michelle Obama. I do. I think they're going to they're going to prop her up at the convention or maybe it's this DNC thing and with the, only the 400 people that decide. Right. I think that I know we've read and we've heard rumors and everybody has said she's not interested in this. She has been very clear. She does not want to do this, which I wouldn't blame her for that. I mean, I'm thinking I watched my husband go through all this. I've got it made now. Right. Why would I want to jump in the middle of this? The thing that comes to me is she would feel empowered she wouldn't have to run in a primary. She'd be handed this on a silver platter. Her husband knows more about this job than she does. And she'd be like, whatever, but I'm smarter than you. So I'll figure this out there, <laughs> guy. Right. You read her book. Right. Right. She definitely thinks she's smarter than him. Right. Okay. So I just think 
I think it's going to be her. And I think she's going to use this whole it cannot be Trump as the fear mongering. And I'm the only one that can save the day. So I'm you're welcome. I'm stepping in. Here I am. That's my. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think. That, I think Michelle Jay, Obama's the most. You and I are in the same. Page? I think Whoa. she's the most likely one. Um, she's well regarded. If you looked at polling now, she'd be strong. But I mean, that stuff changes very quickly, right? <laughs> you know, because voters being... don't know much about her. You know, they don't know a whole lot of. You know, when you start learning more about her beliefs, I think she's going to have more issues. But I absolutely think they'll but, be, because they cannot. It has to be an African American woman because mm-hmm. they've they've wedded themselves to this with identity Kamala. politics yeah. with Kamala. Yep. Yeah, and so you can't go roll her for Gavin. I think it could be Michelle and Kamala as a double ticket. Maybe I don't know if they do it that way. But I here's the thing: I think they'll wait as long as possible to put her on there so she doesn't have to go through all right. this Q and A and this whatever. So think about like that. I mean, you've told me we've all talked around the table many times. It takes a long time for voters to get the message points that you want them to get, right? So if if a lot of people, if you're saying a lot of people don't really understand some of the, you know, conflicting, you know, information about Michelle, okay, there won't be enough time. What There'll be, what, 45 days, maybe 60 days I, before the election? Yeah, I mean, I can see them trying to limit it, but on a presidential race, it's too much going to figure that stuff yeah, out yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, no, I, I think that, I, I agree. I tend to think they'll wait as long as they possibly can to make the switch. And because and I can see them looking at 1968 and going, we can't go to the convention and do this like this would be kind of a mess. Let's get through the convention and then let's do it after that. But but I also think this may be these things, I think, gather so much momentum on their own that predicting how it's going to go is really difficult. It really is because you can in, in trying to game plan it like if you could yeah. sit here and they could plan it out how they'd like it to go. But they get humans involved. Like it gets you messy. Know, oh. It gets really messy. I mean, I will really low level example is when, when parties don't have a candidate running for say a state house seat or whatever, they'll go have someone submit petition signatures to get on the ballot and they'll say, okay, just, you're just holding a ballot position and we'll swap it out later with the candidate in multiple states. I've seen multiple times they've done that with someone. They find their great candidate. And the guy's like, you know what? I think I'm great. Yeah. And, and then get stuck with the guy with like seven DWIs that they didn't know, you know, because they thought he was going to be a placeholder and he stays. And I can't, you, you're trying to push out a president of the United States um, it's going to be a challenge and, yep. or getting Kamala to just back down. Right. You know, yeah. if you're her, if you're her, this is your one chance. Yep. Like right. you're not going to go win a primary. Like this is, so why would you, you're just going to go quietly into that good night. Oh, I don't think she's going quietly. Well, anymore. No, I mean, she well, wanted not, to be president. She's not, but, but the, but the point being in that, and the point I wanted to make on that is that she's not, she's not entitled to that. And by the way, just so you know, should Biden win or should Biden leave after the ballots are pr- printed? Okay, and they go through an election. She's not entitled to be president, by the way. She's the succession plan only matters after January, right? After January 20th or whatever it is, whenever they're swearing it's in. Inaugurated? Yeah, when, I'm, excuse me, after the inauguration. That's when it matters. She's not entitled to be president. They could win that election, by the way. And, and Biden steps aside. She's not entitled to that. So that's another thing. So, so all of this, she's not bound to Biden. She really isn't. So that's why you're right. She's going to fight like crazy to, to hold on to that position. But she's going to have to fight some other people because you know, that's what we talk about all the time. This is the biggest job in the world. If you think there's going to be some sort of strange coronation with anybody other than Michelle Obama, you're crazy. Right. Well, I mean, it's it, going to be a knife fight. OK, so what about having Kamala be be on the ticket as, the, as president and then you bring in Michelle as the She'd VP. never do it. Yeah, Michelle She'd never do it. it. Yeah. You don't think. No way. I, no way. She, OK, I, I think it's she, I think you. Do you always, think Michelle thinks. 
that Kamala's Kamala smarter, smarter than her? No. She doesn't think Barack is. No. So all of a sudden, she's like, oh, no, I really got a lot of respect for the no, vice president. but I think she's going to play a game. I think this is a, oh, yeah, I think not, this is no. sadly She a doesn't game. have to play no, the game. No, because Michelle has the power. She can sit back through it. No, you guys clear it. Yeah. If you guys clear it and do this and that, then she can put it all on them. Yeah, yeah that's kind of true. I just can't believe that they can't come up with any candidate. Like, where's their bench? You know, well, like, they don't have much of a bench. Like, I, I, I'm kind of confused know. by that. But but, anyway. but no, Whitmer's Whitmer's out there. Whitmer's out there. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I agree with you guys. I think there's no way he's the nominee. But this just shows you anyone who tells you, oh, there's no way to get rid of him. That's not true. It's just yeah. not true. And there absolutely is. So, um, all right. A couple quick things before we get out of here. Christy, uh, you wanted to touch on one of the probably this is America's mayor is what oh, I'd like to call. Oh my gosh! I mean, this lady is—it's fantastic. It's well, it's fa- it's fa- it's fantastic in the fact that you can't believe this is actually happening. Okay, okay, they're calling her super mayor of yeah, Illinois as, town. As they should. Uh, who spends lavishly on flight steakhouses while village faces debt slams critics attacking a black woman in power. Okay, so basically the backstory is. This is this woman. She is a mayor. Okay. What's her name again? I'm trying to figure her name. Uh, her name Tiffany, is Tiffany uh, Hannard. Hannard. And she is the mayor of Dalton, Illinois. Yep. And basically this woman, I, it, this is unbelievable. She spends an, inno- first of all, okay. First of all, her salary is yeah. $285,000 a year. That's okay. fantastic. She's the mayor of 20,000 people. Yeah. Okay, that's how big the town pretty, is. Pretty solid okay. salary. <laughs> pretty solid, right? Okay. Her town is in debt. Their budget's in debt by $5 million. Okay. 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 She goes to Atlanta, New York, and I can't remember one other city. Austin. In, in Austin. And spends between like 11000 and 15000 just in hotels. Okay. okay? Yeah. Because she's she's out there trying to build business for whoa sixty seven thousand dollars she spent yeah for just for uh, you guys she's building business for Dalton well yeah I don't know if you guys know that now here's the kicker about this lady she also has what I think eight to ten police officers escorting her for private security okay okay because that's important in a town of twenty thousand people the mayor has the mayor. a security detail yeah because in New York she's very controversial apparently yes yeah 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 well scroll up Ava and kind of zoom in on this picture because. She, she looks she's, good. She's been accused of wanting to be a reality coat. star. She and looks I think fantastic. there's a lot. Like she's dialed in on the. Yeah, oh, she, looks she cares great. about what she looks like for sure. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever about that. This is the kicker for me. Okay. okay. Her $285,000 salary. She is now passed into law, apparently, or some bill or something that if, if anybody tries to run against her in okay. the next election, the salary of the mayor g- drops by 90%. Okay. <laughs> but she's made in her, in this same bill, if it's her yeah. that gets reelected, no change to salary. Okay. Okay. She's also, she's so in debt. The town is so in debt. Now she has asked officers to go out and give tickets for $500 that people have to pay the same day. And if they don't pay it that day, they get an additional charge of a hundred bucks tacked onto their ticket. So apparently this was so bad. There was cars wrapped around the courthouse to make, go and pay um, all these tickets in the single day they were given. Cause she's trying to, you know, rebuild the right, coffers, right. I guess. Uh, and then, uh, you know, steak dinners, I think between like July and November, she spent some like $23,000 just in eating out. Gosh, I like this lady. I mean, this is the kind of thing how, and then, okay. Somebody asked me this about this mayor and I didn't know the answer. Can like city council vote her out? Who knows or? what their? I mean, yeah, you don't know what their rules are. What the recall provisions yeah. are, but they probably know. It's like here, it's very difficult to to recall our mayor. To recall someone, I mean, I don't know some of these municipalities, but for the most part, in office holders, it's difficult in places. And then somebody else asked me if the governor of the state of Illinois could have any power over this lady, and I said, well, probably some state funding, but I don't know. Well, I would. I mean, 
you would imagine some authority somewhere are going to be start getting real interested in in how they're spending money on yeah. stuff. And right. right. I mean, that's the thing she's got to watch out for. She's going to end up on the wrong side of well, of the an press inve- of, an, of a federal investigation. The press, to their credit, in this little tiny town, have done the um, remind me of how you call it. It's the IMPRA, right? IMPRA, yeah. the, where you ask I- for IPRA, yeah. IPRA. Okay, so you ask for all these documents of how she spent. So they wanted the credit card bills for the mayor's office, and it's terrible yeah like well no and she's staying in the four seasons i mean give you yeah, an idea yeah. like you should a fly coach no and then she's flying first class I by understand. The way. first I class mayor it. from a town of twenty thousand people right I'm and then she's staying in the four seasons in new york i mean that's craziness yeah so, yeah anyway i okay. thought this was a new one for you jay i, I thought this could shock you a little but bit. i think her having the guts to say listen if i lose this election <laughs> we're cutting the salary of the, the joker salary. who beats yeah. me exactly <laughs> that's pretty good if i get reelected it's staying the plus 10 percent. oh my god exactly we're cost of living she's got to keep up with that three hundred thousand dollar salary. Okay, one more. Uh, I, I see this is fantastic too. We've got a lady who gets busted. Uh, video of the day: a lady gets busted uh, for cocaine, it, but she's got a significant excuse and one that I think is legitimate. Oh yeah. So this here's totally- here's the new story on this. Officers say Kanisha Posey was one of two passengers in a car stopped for driving erratic in Fort Pierce. They say the car smelled of marijuana, and a search turned up cocaine and marijuana inside a purse Posey had on her lap. When asked how the substances got there, Posey told police, quote, I don't know anything about any cocaine. It's a windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. Oh. She's charged yes. with a felony yes. count of cocaine possession. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the cocaine, she didn't, notice she didn't say the, the marijuana flew into her no, purse. No, that's, that's a misdemeanor. It, it's a just misdemeanor. the cocaine that flew in. Yeah, I mean, she had Joe Biden's staff prepping her. Yeah. She didn't have that. <laughs> didn't prep for that question and she had to go with something. She had to go with something. Oh I think it's brilliant. If I'm the judge, I'm like, you know what? Okay. All right. I like what you're doing here. Okay. So uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, well, we'll see. It's I know. Craziness. There's just, I mean, what's he going to do this week? I can't wait. Well, that's what are they going to do to him? See, that's the problem. They're okay. losing control. Yep. Yeah. And that's the big thing. It's not what he's going to do. It's what's going to happen to him. And that's how you know he's losing control. Are they yep. going to put him back out on a press conference this week? I mean. I can't imagine. They, 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 you have to manage it. But what is he capable of doing? You can't clearly not much. Yeah. Jay. Not well, much. it's the case we've always made when you can't make the case for your own reelection. It puts you in a horrendous position right? Yeah. because you're, you're, you're your own best advocate. And without being able to do that, you have very few options and this is only going to get worse. We're nine months from the election. This is going to be the longest election oh. in history. And that's one thing we didn't talk about is how exhausting that campaign is going to be for him. And and it'll be get worse. Like mm-hmm. the eight o'clock at night is going to be a lot worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then and can you can you go out there? Can you go and can you do any events? Can you do anything? Because I think that the only solution is going to be less of him, more of more of his surrogates. There's no other way to do it. And and can you even do a one on one interview anymore? When's the last time you saw a one on one interview? Oh, you don't. Him. Well, they're going to start putting Kamala out there. I mean, that's well, what yeah, I'm they wondering. are. They are. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, who you mean, have they, to. They want to make it all about Trump. The problem is he's made it. It's now. A choice. Like, yeah. It's hard for them to try to make it just a referendum on Trump at yeah. this point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll obviously have more on this. This is not not a story that's going away anytime soon. So. Uh, no, and I, I do. I think we're headed for a historic election. We just don't know in what way it's going to be historic. Mm. All right, we'll see you back here on Thursday. You've been listening to the No Doubt About It podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. 
We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at No Doubt About It Podcast. No Doubt About It. The No Doubt About It Podcast is a Choose Adventure Media production. See you next time on No Doubt About It. There is no doubt about it.